next on the 5 O'Clock Report. The stakes are crystal clear. We need to protect the life in this country. Corporate crime that has reached a new low. A lot of people. All of this research should be banned. Now, let's go to the newsroom. TikTok goes the election clock. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. T-minus 20 days and counting down to what President Biden and others are calling one of the most pivotal midterm elections in American history. Democrats and Republicans have chosen their key issues, and they're vastly different. President Biden and his party doing their best to make the election all about abortion rights. Elections where the choice and the stakes are crystal clear especially when it comes to the right to choose. But top House Republican Kevin McCarthy says November 8th is all about the economy and stopping inflation. Every American needs to be asked this one question. Could you afford to give up one month of your wages? 95% of Americans will say no, but that's what the Democrats have taken from you. Key Senate races front and center in the battle for Congress. In Ohio last night, Republican J.D. Vance and Democrat Tim Ryan went toe-to-toe on abortion. This is not a guy who's ready to protect the rights of women. We need to protect life in this country. There are plenty of compelling gubernatorial races as well. Of course, that includes New York and Pennsylvania, which we'll cover later. But there was also this debate last night between Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams and her GOP rival Brian Kemp. Ms. Abrams is going to do a lot of attacking of my record tonight because she doesn't want to talk about her own record. We need a governor who actually believes in equity, racial equity, economic equity in the state of Georgia. There seem to be as many different poll results out there as there are candidates, but one new one shows Republicans gaining an edge among voters nationwide with three weeks to go. The latest New York Times-Siena College poll found 49% of voters planning to vote Republican now, compared to 45% for Democrats. A September poll had shown Democrats with a one-point lead. Time will tell. Elsewhere in the world today, more death raining down in the skies of Ukraine as Russian missiles and Iranian suicide drones take their toll on those below. Four people were killed, including a pregnant woman. Her black and white picture has been widely shared on social media here, so she's become one of the faces of the tragedy here. The BBC's Hugo Bachega, Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko. A lot of people, civilians, unguilty people, and that's why it's terror, uh, terror attack. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says Russian attacks have destroyed almost a third of the country's power stations, with a cold winter not far away. A French cement company paying a hefty fine and pleading guilty to a U.S. charge for helping to support ISIS. U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco. Today's guilty pleas to terrorism charges by multinational construction conglomerate Lafarge and its Syrian subsidiary reflect corporate crime that has reached a new low. Lafarge essay said it worked with the Justice Department to resolve the matter. Cold enough for you today? It's the big chill for much of the country this week, and for some, it's more than just an annoyance, including eastern Kentucky. Many people affected by deadly flooding three months ago are in homes without heat. Jeff Noble is judge executive of hard-hit Breathitt County. I just hate the thought that somebody's in a home that ain't got any kind of heat, and, you know, it's just tough to handle it. An early snowstorm brought down tree limbs and power lines in Michigan overnight. Kevin Williams will have our forecast coming up soon. A man charged with driving into a Wisconsin Christmas parade last year, representing himself at his trial. Daryl Brooks from Milwaukee called his first witness this morning. He's charged with six counts of first-degree intentional homicide, along with 61 counts of endangering safety, among other felonies. Women who use hair straighteners could be putting themselves at higher risk of some forms of cancer. The study suggests women who use hair straightening products are more than 
than two and a half times more likely to develop uterine cancer. Hair straighteners contain so-called endocrine-disrupting chemicals, which have been linked to a raised risk of breast and ovarian cancer. CBS's Vicki Barker. A new survey finds an alarming trend among insulin-using diabetic Americans. National health data found that 1.3 million people were conserving insulin, most by delaying buying the life-saving drug. The research showed that younger adults and those without insurance were most likely to ration. Naomi Ruckham reporting there. A group that funded COVID-19 research says it didn't know funds would be used to create a new hybrid strain. Scientists at Boston University took the original strain of the COVID virus, combined it with the Omicron variant to find out if what made the Omicron variant less lethal was also what made it more transmissible bad experiment. They try to elude the terms gain of function. They say, and this lab said, this is not gain of function. Well, I don't care about that definition. All of this research should be banned. Dr. Mark Siegel tells Fox News those labs are playing with fire. Bird flu, it's back and it could prove costly to consumers. A near record number of chicken and turkeys, more than 47 million, have died in the U.S. this year from an outbreak of avian flu. That has greatly reduced production and contributed to record prices of the birds ahead of the holiday season. And finally, the TSA recording its highest numbers in air passengers. On Sunday, the agency screened nearly two and a half million travelers, the highest daily number since February 2020. The high number comes as airlines reported business and leisure travel on the upswing. All right, still to come on the 5 o'clock report, can Lee Zeldin catch Kathy Hochul? Upstate New York Amazon voting on unionizing and high schoolers helping out PennDOT to solve some parking problems. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast for tonight outside of lake effect belts it's just partly cloudy and cold but there'll be continued lake effect rain and some mixed snow in areas east and northeast of lake erie and there can be a small slushy accumulation of a coat into an inch or two and some grassy hilltops in those areas low temps 30s tomorrow and thursday outside of lake effect a mix of clouds and sunshine with a couple of scattered showers but lake effect showers mixed with snowflakes grapple and a few rumbles of thunder are likely both jays high temperatures both jays ranging in the 40s all right Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. As Election Day approaches, New York's gubernatorial candidates painting vastly different visions for the Empire State. It's not just that they disagree on the issues. They disagree on what the issues are in the first place. For Kathy Hochul, this is an election about abortion rights and the future of democracy. Voters understand how extreme Lee Zeldin is. Not only did he vote to overturn the presidential election, he was one of the early co-conspirators sending text messages trying to give a strategy to the White House. But Lee Zeldin is hammering a message around public safety issues. One step is declaring a crime emergency in New York, and then with that authority, suspending cashless bail and some other laws. The suspension is for a 30-day period. It forces the legislature to the table. And polls show Zeldin's message is resonating. He is gaining ground on Hochul, with her lead now down to single digits in the final weeks. CBS's Steve Burns reporting. Staying with politics, it's congressional debate night for the newly formed 23rd District in New York. Yeah, Mark, and the area contains Erie County, along with western southern tier counties, stretching from Chautauqua to Chemung. State GOP Chairman Nick Langworthy and Tioga County Democratic Committee Chair Max Delapia will debate live from the News 4 studio at 7 tonight. WIVB, the CW23, and WETM will air the face-off. 
Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thanks, Tracy. New York's governor and AG calling for changes to social media after this year's mass shooting in Buffalo. Recommendations stem from a report out today. Updates that would require action from state and federal lawmakers would restrict live streaming and require liability for creating and distributing New York homicide videos over the Internet. New York's domestic violence laws being strengthened. The governor today signing a series of bills that make it easier for domestic violence victims to separate their information from abusers and hide it. Despite the efforts of people like my mother and others, there's still violence in homes, whether it's physical, emotional, it has not stopped. And that's why, as governor, I've made this one of my top priorities. One of the bills allows victims to have their voter registration information blocked from the public. Another requires utility companies to allow victims to opt out of shared contracts with their abusers. Employees at an Amazon warehouse near Albany rejecting an effort to unionize today. Workers at the Castleton and Hudson facility voted 406 to 206 against unionization, a setback for the independent union that secured a historic victory at an Amazon warehouse in Staten Island earlier this year. Jamestown police looking for answers after a body was discovered in a wooded area in their community. The remains found yesterday behind the 100 block of East 2nd Street. The only details released about the case so far is that the person was a white male. The death is considered suspicious. To Pennsylvania now, the legal battle over how to verify mail-in ballots in the Keystone State's contentious election continues. In a renewed lawsuit, the state GOP challenges how Governor Wolf's administration has guided counties to count mail-in ballots. Last week, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that Pennsylvania state law requires that voters write the date on the envelope of the ballot they send in early. Acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman, citing lower court rulings, says undated ballots are to be counted. State and national Republican leaders filed the new suit with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, contending that undated ballots should not be included in the November 8 counts, or at least should be counted separately pending further court rulings. Some local election officials are advising voters who do use early voting to write the date and their handwritten signature on the outside of the envelope, just to be sure. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Well, talk about dirty politics. Political signs in southeastern PA have been found booby-trapped with razor blades, which resulted in sliced fingers for one resident. Upper Makefield Township Police in Bucks County said a campaign sign for Democratic gubernatorial candidate Josh Shapiro was placed without permission on someone's property, and while trying to remove it, the resident found that razor blades have been placed around the perimeter of the sign. A Pennsylvania politician has introduced legislation that gives parents a front-row seat when it comes to their kids' education. Representative Frank Burns, Democrat from Cambridge, County wants school districts to foster an atmosphere of parental involvement in public education. One person dead following a bulldozer accident in Lancaster County, Fox 43's Evan Forrester. Investigators say two people were cutting trees in a ravine when a piece of machinery rolled down a hill and struck a man. The victim was an 81-year-old man. The end, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is looking for ways to innovate, and they're turning to high schoolers for some help. Brian Query explains. PennDOT has announced their sixth annual Innovations Challenge for high school students. The contest encourages students to come up with creative ideas that would help solve real-world transportation issues. This year's focus is to help address the shortage of commercial trucking parking on major interstate corridors in the state. Officials say many trucks park on the side of the highway overnight, and that is a major safety concern. All Pennsylvania high school students grades 9 through 12 are eligible to enter with a deadline of January 27th. And the winning team taking home a total award of four thousand dollars brian query family life news all right thank you brian your nightly market report is up next brought to you by ambassador advisors here's family life's dave margalotti the market surging out of the gate today then moderating through the session but the major indexes all ending the day in the green 
Lockheed Martin and Goldman Sachs beating on earnings and saw their stocks rise 8% and 2% respectively. Investors and analysts continuing to weigh the economic outlook and future Federal Reserve interest rate decisions as they try to discern whether the current rally has legs. After the bell today, Netflix released earnings, beating expectations by nearly 50%. Oil today down $2, closing at $83 a barrel. The Dow gaining 337 points, the S&P 500 adding 42, and the Nasdaq tacking on 96. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Is Facebook your financial advisor? Hi, I'm Rob West with today's MoneyWise Minute. Ads on social media like Facebook aren't random. Skilled software engineers spend long hours targeting your deepest wants and fears with products. You can measure their success by the billions in advertising revenue and the sale of your personal information raked in by the founders of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's troublesome when ads attempt to sell you financial products. They may shout warnings of economic Armageddon just around the corner. They may claim that you absolutely must buy this book or video to find out how to survive. Don't fall for it. If you need financial advice, go to moneywise.org and click Find a CKA. A certified kingdom advisor can help you put your fears to rest. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the MoneyWise community. Download MoneyWise Biblical Finance in your app store or visit moneywise.org. And coming up on the 5 o'clock report, it's just a guy playing a saxophone solo, but wait till you hear where he was and what else he was doing when he played it. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Parts of our region have seen the first snow of the season, and there are a few more flakes in our future as this upper-level storm keeps us in a very november pattern. In the meantime, for tonight, outside of lake effect belts, it's just partly cloudy and cold. But there'll be continued lake effect rain and some mixed snow in areas east and northeast of Lake Erie. And there can be a small slushy accumulation of a coating to an inch or two and some grassy hilltops in those areas, low temps 30s. Tomorrow and Thursday, outside of Lake Effect, a mix of clouds and sunshine with a couple of scattered showers. But Lake Effect showers mixed with snowflakes, grapple, and a few rumbles of thunder are likely both Jays. And some grapple at our place today. All right, thank you very much, Kevin. And finally at 5, it's a young musician playing his saxophone. Not so remarkable, but what is remarkable, he was playing it while he was undergoing brain surgery. In a rare but not unheard of move, doctors in an Italian hospital decided to keep the 35-year-old patient, identified only by his initials, GZ, awake for the procedure to remove a tumor from his brain. Having the patient play allowed the surgical team to map the different functions of areas in his brain as they operated, such as playing music, speaking, moving, remembering, and counting, in hopes of not only removing the tumor, but also preserving his quality of life. The tune he's playing, by the way, the title theme from the 1970 tearjerker Love Story, subtitled, Where Do I Begin? Hopefully, he had a few other tunes in his repertoire, too. The surgery took nine hours, and the doctors say it was a success. And that's the world we live in for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.